So let's everybody warm up, get to it. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Seeker. Season 1 is the Book of James. We decided to kick off this podcast with the Book of James because no matter what your background or what your experience is with uh, Christianity or the Bible, um, this is a very accessible way to understand what it means to be a Christian. Armaments? <laughs> the Book of Armaments. <laughs> Thou shalt lob thine holy hand grenade, <laughs> blown thine enemy to tiny bits in thy mercy. It's <laughs> <laughs> right out. Where is he? He's right there. He's got big teeth in the chair. Look, Look at, at the, the bones! bones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wonder for how many years people have been making these exact jokes. Oh, <laughs> and when is that for movie made? Long before the movie was made, people were <laughs> quoting Holy Grail. <laughs> sure. That's so funny. <laughs> Nail it. They just, I just keep thinking of James 4, chapter, uh, chapter 4 and verse 5, which I think is probably like one of the saddest things that James has to say. Just sad in that if you really think about what he's saying right here, it just sort of like it's just like, oh, I look at myself and I just think, you know, I'm I'm nowhere near. When he says, "Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously?" But then in chapter six he says, "But he gives more grace." So that jealous spirit that yearns in us, and it just like it just kills me to think how often I put a lid on that jealous spirit. How often I turn my back on it and think, well, I got to get up and go to work today and I got to do my job and keep my head down and, and I've got, you know, I'm in the weeds, I've got all these projects to do. Or I've got all this, you know, this, that and the other thing that I have to do and this jealous spirit's going to have to wait. And it's going to have to wait and I'm going to have to put that off. But then he says he gives more grace. So every time I, I put the lid on that jealous spirit that's within me, that's yearning to do that, to get out there and, to, and to, to be the Christian God wants me to be, God's going to give me more grace to take that lid off and to let that spirit out and to let that spirit be as jealous and as yearning as it can be within me. But he gives more grace. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, so that jealous spirit really, I mean, the way I understand it, let me know if you guys agree, verse 4, um, where he says that, you know, you adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So basically, the spirit is a jealous spirit when we're becoming friends with the world instead of God, right? 
and it's yeah. jealous because of that relationship. That's our relationship is supposed to be with God. Yeah. So our spirit is jealous of that. That we've basically adulterated that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point about tying that into verse six. The way that it's kind of written out in the Bible, it's like a different verse. And it, but if you don't break the thought there, it really... Yeah, I don't see any reason to. I no, think it, yeah, it, 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 it makes... Basically, I think it makes more sense to keep it assigned with, you know, back up to the, the end of that. You know, he, he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us, but he gives us a greater grace. Yeah. That's such an uplifting thought, though, that 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 we get far away. We just do. It's just part of, I think, being alive in this world that is sinful and fallen and degenerate in the sense of not being pure and holy as mm-hmm. God intended it to be. And we get away from it. It's just, it happens. It happens to everybody and it happens all the time. But His grace is sufficient. His is more than sufficient. His grace is what lets us get back to Him and what lets us, you know, live and even thrive when we say that we are, um, you know, the opposite of being a friend of the world and enemy of God is to be an enemy of the world and a friend of God. So how do we live in the world in that mindset and still function and succeed and do well and, and serve Him? And that's through His grace. That's through his mercy and his love and his benevolence and his you know, his desire for us to live and to serve and to, to be his children. So then to finish verse 7 off, though, takes a little bit of an interesting uh, change of tact here. So verse 7 saying, Submit therefore to God, period. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Just that thought alone right there. <laughs> as a... I mean, we could talk for a while just about that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we probably will, because we always do. (laughs) And here we go. And here we go. (laughs) But uh, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Have you ever ever actually felt that? Have you ever tried to, like, consciously think that? You know, like, I've I've had that pop up before where, you know, like, you feel like stress overwhelming you and this and that overwhelming you, and pretty soon you feel like, you know, this anxiety within you, and then suddenly it hits you, you know, God's going to take care of me, you know, you, like, I just got to let this stuff go, like, this is distress, I mean, this is just crazy that I'm getting spooled up to this level with all the stress, all the stuff going on, I mean, I've even, it sounds cheesy to say this out loud, but since it's just the three of us and no one else listening, also, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, Jesse, <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> Um, you know, I've even, like, before I've even thought in in my head, I've just, actually, I've even said it out loud before, I, I've just said, you know, leave me alone, Satan, just leave me alone, like, you have no place here, and just saying it, I don't, it again, it sounds so cheesy to say out loud, but, like, Jesus I, said it, I think it's legit, well, I mean, it is, I but, you know, too, but, like, know exactly but when you, you say mean, it in, with your own voice in real saying, life, yeah. it's like, do I sound like a fanatic or some weird person by saying it right. out loud? But, like, I have said it before when no one was around to hear it, you know? <laughs> and, but, like, instantly, though, like, it recentered me, and I, like, felt like Satan fled from me. Like, I really do, and I don't know how, you know, how everything really works, but I can certainly say that. 
I felt all that stress just fall right off and my trust went back into God and I got refocused on where it was supposed to be. I've done the same exact thing. Directly faced with temptation mm-hmm. that I've been fully aware of and cognizant of and I've done the same thing and said it out loud and felt the same exact way. I mean, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a reason James tells us to do it and it right. works. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a... Uh... There's always this piece in you that, well, I'll say for me, like you, you know, something is of the devil. You know, something is worldly. Um, it's your own lust. I'm making you yawn. Come on. I'll be more <laughs> it's entertaining. It's not you. It's that. Na, 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 na. <laughs> Wake Sugar up, buttercup. What should we do? <laughs> but your hands are shaking a little bit. What's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> like, uh, the Lord. So, I mean, you, you know, something is, is wrong, right? You know, it's not of the Lord. But it's hard to resist it because you don't want to, right? Mm-hmm. We already know that what comes forth is sin, starts out as this lust. It comes from a desire that's in our own heart. And when we don't want to shake it, um, sometimes we will just wonder why it's why the devil's not fleeing from us. But it's silly, right? Mm-hmm. He says resist him. Like we actually have to. And... I think we find ourselves sometimes with this nagging sin, if you will. Um, and we know that if we fully get over, get, give it over to the Lord and do just what you said, he'll wax it. But the problem is we don't always like the way he takes it away, mm-hmm. right? There's, there is something that you're kind of tangled up in. You're like, Lord, what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to mute it like this, but still let me have this part of it, right? Instead of just yeah. saying, hey, Lord... Like, Satan, get behind me. Lord, rip this thing out. Because what he's going to do is bulldoze it. And we don't really want that. Mm-hmm. Because we still want to hang on to the sin. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, the promise is true. Every single time, he he will he will get rid of it. You just really have to be willing to let go of it. Yeah. You know? That's a, the part I think it's interesting that he puts it here. Because what you said a minute ago, Daniel, about grace... I, agree because obviously that's what he says but it's like he's giving grace to the one who actually wants to receive the grace not for the one who's going to just keep sinning keep doing something without ever making steps back toward the lord or without looking back mm-hmm. and we're all we're falling away there's a difference between like falling off a cliff and reaching back up to it and jumping off of it head first right yeah and that that sense that jumping off of it head first has no real repentance built in. And I mean, not to fast forward, but then you get into verse 17, basically to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him. It is a sin. Like there is this sense by which, yes, he's giving grace to those who really want grace and need mercy. And are, you know, it's like the leper who's going to come back. But then there are those who just stomp on it and they really really do in another passage grieve the holy spirit because they're like yeah, mm-hmm. i'll mute you i really don't care you know yeah i like that image of you know jumping off the cliff head first versus reaching back for it because when he says draw near or resist the devil and he will flee from you then he turns that around in the exact opposite motion draw near to god and he will draw near to you yeah so that that sort of like magnetic attraction versus repulsion that you push him away and you're good like you know what i mean it's sort mm-hmm. of on a on a continuum on a line where you you swing one way and then the pendulum shifts and you go back the other way 
Um, so I definitely believe that 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 attitude of the individual, how they're approaching whatever that difficulty might be, that that confrontation with the devil, or on the alternative, that encounter with God. Are you drawing near to God and resisting the devil, or are you pushing God away and not submitting to his will and resisting him and and kicking against the goads? Hmm. Um, in which case, Satan's going to have a much, much easier time with you. He's just going to have the, you're opening the door for him, as opposed to drawing near to God and letting God do the heavy lifting, as it were. Absolutely. But I think that's why James then goes on and says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. You, you can't have it both ways. You can't be friends with God and mammon. You can't serve two masters. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to parlay with the devil a little bit over here, but then God, I want you on my side. Doesn't work that way. You're sinners and double-minded. You can't think that way. God's not going to allow that to happen. Um, you have to, in verse 10, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Because he's the one who's going to lift you up. Not yourself, not your friends, not Satan. God will lift you up. If you have that proper spirit and that proper... Um, if you're in the right place in your heart. Yeah. Well, to back up to verse 9, too, before, you know, the humble yourselves comment you just made in verse 10. You know, verse 9 says, Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. And then in verse 10, Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord. He will exalt you. At first, when I was reading it, as on first pass, it's kind of confusing because it seems kind of out of context or seems depressing <laughs> to just say, Okay, well, cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, be miserable, mourn and weep, let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Um, you know, it just so, I don't know. I think you have, you want to sort of back up to the beginning of the chapter, mm-hmm. where he's talking about, you know, you have all these conflicts, you have all these difficulties, and you have all this strife and and wars and fights and, and hard times, and it's because... You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. So what you're doing is like you're 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 coming at it backwards. You're thinking that God is is some sort of like I hate to even use this phrase because it sounds so stupid. Some sort of like cosmic ATM mm-hmm. that you can just go and make all these withdrawals from. And God's going to give you all these good things, and you don't you don't have to worry about that because He's just the sort of fount of eternal blessing that's going to just rain down on you. And James says, "No, that's not it at all. You have to have the this humble, penitent, self-aware, responsible, responsible conscience. You have to be prepared." to let God take care of you. You can't just go about your own business asking God just bless me in all things and I'm not going to do any I'm not going to have anything else to do with you until you do. It's 
submit to God. You can't be a friend of the world and be a friend of God. You had, there's That conflict is built in. So you have to submit to God, and you have to get your mind out of the world. You can't ask God for blessings that are just solely based on your personal benefit and your gain. It doesn't work that way. It's cleanse your hands, purify your hearts, look into that mirror and see what God wants you to be, and then be that person. Strive for that. Don't strive for worldly things. Don't strive for you know, personal gain and benefit and, and comfort and ease and security, which is all going to be taken away anyway. Um, so yeah, don't go, like lament and mourn and weep because those things are all temporary and those things are, are not going to save you. And those things are not going to ensure you're standing with God. It's humility, it's submission, it's respect and, and conformity to his will that's going to, to, to provide for you rather than this conflict built in over these temp temporary carnal worldly things. Yeah. And that sounds like that makes a lot of sense. To that, put it that was way. strident, it wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think of God as an ATM. That's a great, I told great you that one. was going to sound cheesy. When you were winding up, I was like, he's going to say slot machine. <laughs> a slot machine. I kind of thought, like I was like, I almost said one arm bandit. <laughs> yeah. I almost machine. said it. Ding, 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 ding. When you were winding up, <laughs> he's ramping up again. There he goes. Bowling ball. Well, grab my coffee. It's gonna be a while. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I didn't say that. Well said. No, I got, I got caught up. I was, I was reading back in Revelation, the scene, the basically. I guess it's the scene where John sees the throne room for the first time. Mm -hmm. He talks about how he's going to enter and everything he's going to go through and everything he's going to see. And I was just reading down through there um, when we talk about humility. Because he basically, at that point, he got to see how sm how small and how frail we are. Hmm. He got to see how amazing it is. So when I link it back to James and I'm thinking about being proud and you know, resisting the Lord and him giving grace, like only something like that could be done by a power so great and so mighty. And even while we're here on the earth and we, you know, kind of just play around and, and stiff arm the Lord and resist the Holy Spirit and do these things. When you were saying, man, it seems kind of, seems kind of severe there, seven through nine that we're weeping and we're mourning, but it's like, you know, that's probably not even enough to get us back to the humble state that it would take to ever be in the presence of the Lord. That's you know, true. when I thought about that, I was like, you know, yeah, that's pretty rough, but no, nah, that's really not at all. Like, we're nowhere near as humble and as low as we have to be. I mean, we basically have to go to rock bottom and, and we still won't even be in the place um, where we could experience or even understand like what John was looking at. If we, if we, if we thought about that, like being there and being in the presence of that, and then look back at this, we're like, yeah, absolutely. Like I should humble myself and know we're close. I heard something similar where the guy was saying that like John, who was an apostle, who knew Jesus when he was alive, hung out with him, walked around with him and everything, that in 
the revelation scene, 117, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. That's how John reacted, reacted to seeing the splendor of the risen Christ. So, like, John, who knew the guy and hung out with him and ate with him and, you know, fell at his feet as dead. And we think we're going to, like, have the temerity to ask Jesus about it. So tell me about these questions that I have about mm-hmm. the Bible. Yeah. You're going to fall on your face <laughs> as dead is what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. Hey, thanks for listening to Seeker. Find us at seekerpodcast.com. Check out our website to get more information about the Seeker Project. Also check out our blog and some other information we have there as well. Thank you, my friends. Have a good one.